Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, the weather is getting warmer. We have survived Easter Sunday. (laughs) And so that leads us into thinking about the summer. Dr. Virginia, are you prepared for the summer? (laughs) Oh, we are getting there. We are getting there. There's definitely um, a lot of special events in the summer, a lot of extra things going on in the summer, a lot of VBS prep happening right now. So we are getting there. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I know uh, my grandkids are already getting super excited about school being out and vacation (laughs) and all of those kinds of things. So, uh, So our conversations are definitely focusing right now on what's happening this summer and what are we doing this summer and and kind of getting ready. And I know as children's ministers, that really is sort of where our mind is right now Mm -hmm. in general, not just because we are desperately preparing for vacation Bible school and for camp. (laughs) Those are things that hopefully you have already had in the back of your mind and you've been working Working on on. and and getting things prepared for and, and ready to kick those things off. And we've already had episodes where we've talked about how we plan for VBS and how we plan for camp. So today, what we really wanted to do was just have a quick conversation about how we plan for summer events in addition to vacation Bible school and camp, because there's so much that goes on in the life of the church during the summer. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at our ministry a little bit differently for the end of May, June, July, the beginning of August, because the world is just not running on its normal schedule. Mm -hmm. And so the church is not running on its normal schedule. And so that's really what we just wanted to talk about today a little bit was how can we prepare for the summer? How can we think through what is going to be the best method for our ministry to be able to function during these months, because I think one of the biggest issues that we can have during the summer is that so many of our volunteers are out of pocket. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Going on vacation, doing summer travel sports and camps and, you know, band camp and space camp and all the camps, all the camps, (laughs) all the vacations. Yes. You know, I've served in some churches where, Families take the whole summer off because they have other places that they go during the summer. They have other places they stay during the summer or or things that they do or they go on long RV trips or they go on these extended vacations. And so I would find that I would lose a lot of my volunteers during the summer. And that makes it hard to run our ministries as we normally do during the school year. It it requires a little bit of adjustment and requires Mm -hmm. a little bit of time to kind of figure out how are we going to fill these voids that are left, mm-hmm. not only with the adults being gone and our volunteers being gone, but also with the kids being gone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. If you find your, you know, the number of kids who are attending your ministries all of a sudden takes like this steep drop (laughs) in the summer. And, you know, sometimes we would have a quarter or less of the kids who we would normally have. And it'd be like, man, every, like everybody is gone. (laughs) Well, and I think that that is the big question. How do we find extra volunteers Mm -hmm. for the summer to fill in some of those spots where people are out of town for just a week or maybe the whole month, or, or you may have those families that come in and say, you know what, we're out of here until the fall. So we will see you in a few months. And so Mm -hmm. how do we find those extra volunteers and what do you usually do? Dr. Virginia, where, where is your focus for the summer? Well, a lot of times because our numbers are typically so much lower, a lot of times in the summer, I've relied a lot on paid childcare workers, on summer interns. Um, I've been very blessed in the past to have summer interns, which have been wonderful and a huge help, usually college age students um, who, you know, are are there to, to serve and to work in the ministry. But I also um, try to be very intentional to mentor them as well in that process. Um, But for me, it's been a lot of, you know, working with paid childcare workers, summer interns, um, college age students, that sort of thing. Right. And, and that's the the great thing about when you have a church that does have those college age students that Mm -hmm. are, you know, living on campus during most of the year, but they are home during the summer. Mm -hmm. And I would have a lot of students that were education majors that, you know, really wanted to have that time with the kids during the summer when they were home. And so they were great to, you know, to, to fill in and to take um, some spots, you know, whenever I needed their help during the summer for Mm -hmm. Sunday school classes and that kind of thing. We typically didn't have a lot of things going on on Sunday evenings and Wednesday evenings during the summer at most of the churches where I've served. So we didn't always have to worry too much about having those programs going on or those workers during, because a lot of times it would just be maybe choir. So I might have to have, you know, a preschool because usually the adult choir would still get together to mm-hmm. rehearse on Wednesday evenings. And so we might right. have that going, but it wasn't the typical numbers that I would see during the school year during on a Sunday year. night or a Wednesday night. So mm-hmm. we didn't have to stress, you know, too much over that. Um, but, but I agree. I used paid workers a lot during the summer. I use those college students as much as possible. And a lot of places where I serve too, if I knew my numbers were going to be way down for certain service times or certain Sunday school or Bible study classes, Mm -hmm. I would have that ability to be able to combine some classrooms if I needed to, like, instead of having a first grade classroom and a second grade classroom, I might Mm -hmm. be able to put first and second grade together if I had fewer kids. Um, Just, you know, so that that would help lessen the need of having those extra leaders that I might have lost during the summer. Right, right. And I know a lot of churches will, you kind of touched on this, change their ministry schedule in the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe ongoing ministries that they do through the school year, either sometimes it's even Sunday school or Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, either gets, you know, changed or abbreviated or just suspended through the summer. And so I know, I know a lot of churches will change through their ministry schedule in the summer as well. Right. Right. So I think that's something as a staff, I think, I think that sometimes children's ministers need to make sure that you are keeping your pastors and your other staff members aware that your schedule may be more stressful during the summer. (laughs) 
<laughs> because yeah. a lot of times when pastors are planning adult ministry events and they're hoping for childcare during those times, they don't always think about, oh, how are you going to find leaders to be able to pick up that slack during mm-hmm. some of the times of the year that's a little, you know, that, that where people are, are gone and they're not there. And so I think it's really important that we keep the staff informed on just letting you know, you know, I'm missing this number of people for right. these weeks or this time or this month, or, you know, just to kind of say, just to give you a heads up so that, you know, I may be more busy or it may be a little harder for us to, to figure this out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but saying, you know, you know, and enlisting maybe their help of knowing like, you know, do you have people that, you know, that could fill in for these spots mm-hmm. or, you know, just kind of letting them know that it's an issue sometimes during the summer to be mm-hmm. able to find the leaders when all of this is going on at one time. Absolutely. And also we were just, you know, talking earlier that summer is not just vacation Bible school and camp, that we can have a lot of other things that are going on during Mm -hmm. the summer um, to be able to minister to our families and to give them some opportunities. So what are some of the fun things, Dr. Mm -hmm. Virginia, that you've done during the summer? Yeah. One thing that that I really like, it's sort of a combination of special events and then also modifying our schedule. So um, at the churches I've been at, we've typically had Sunday morning ministries and Wednesday night ministries. And so one thing that um, I really like for the church does this as a whole, this isn't just the children's ministry, is um, on Wednesday nights in the summer, family fun nights. Um, Some of those are on campus, some of those are off campus, but rather than trying to continue just a standardized ministry program throughout the summer, instead focusing it more on families, whole families doing activities together. Um, Some of the things that we'll do, some of our off-campus activities are um, like we have a local minor league baseball team and going to baseball games or Mm -hmm. um, going to the skating rink. Um, we'll do some events on campus, like a, like a water night, like a slip and slide oh, <laughs> and yeah. softball night or whatever, you know, where like the bases or the kiddie pools and like, you got the slip and slide mats. I'm sure that's a liability. We won't talk about that. It's fun. Oh yeah. But I don't get me started on slip and slides. I, ha- I have a, a nightmare story from when I was oh, a kid, no. of one of my friends getting hurt on a slip and slide. Oh, no. And so for my entire life, and I mean, cause this happened like in third grade for my whole entire life, I have just had this visceral reaction to slip and slides. <laughs> slip and slides. Yes. This yes. Panic. And yes. so yes. I have always called myself, you know, bummer teacher during the summer because <laughs> yes. I am not a big uh, fan of slip and slides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Too many, too many things can happen, but I know a lot of people do them and have a great time at them yeah. and enjoy them. And, and youth pastors, great, I but... feel like love them. Oh, I don't know if do. I've ever met a youth pastor that disliked slip and slides. I don't I, know. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I know that there's so many that do and yeah. it just, yeah, I just, that was yeah. the, slip and slides are my one thing. I have a big, <laughs> a big, tr- big, big issue with, that's okay. It's just me. That's just a me thing. But um, well, we would yeah. also do movie nights and yeah, other things that weren't slip and slide related. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, for the family fun nights and we would do small group fellowship nights where we would encourage all the adult classes to do a fellowship at a restaurant at someone's home. Um, and it would be whole families together, take their kids with them. And so, so just kind of this whole variety of family fun nights on Wednesday nights in the summer for the whole church. And they were always like really well attended and, and especially looking year over year from 
one year of doing normal ministry on Wednesday nights to, you know, the next year doing family fun nights. Um, they were, they were very well received um, in our church and very well attended and enjoyed you know, by the people, because it's fun to, it's well, fun to, it is. I think it is your fun. life on a slip and slide. <laughs> it, is, it is fun for families to find things yes. that they can come and do together mm-hmm. because, you know, it really is not only is it really hard to have a family night out just right. on your own, but it's uh, just because you have to find something and plan it and do all of that. Right. But you also, there can be very expensive to take the yes. family to play putt putt or to go to, you know, to a water park or to, mm-hmm. to a theme park or something. So the idea of being able to, to be with your church family, to be able mm-hmm. to go do something like that can be a lot of fun and it can, mm-hmm. can help you get to know people better and it helps them to know each other better. And so it really can be a very successful event. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed doing during the summer too, would be to have almost like a mini camp mm-hmm. on our campus. And I've done that a lot of different ways over the years. And the main reason why I've always wanted to do an event like this is because I feel bad for my first and second graders because they don't, uh, for me, I, I started camp at third grade. So I mm-hmm. took kids to the week long camps, you know, third, mm-hmm. you know, through fifth grade or third through sixth grade. So I felt like that my first and second graders were missing out on camp. Mm-hmm. Now here in Tennessee, we had a weekend camp for first and second graders mm-hmm. that we would go to sometimes where, where we would have parents go with us. And it was mm-hmm. actually at a camp site and it was, you know, just, just a short two night you know, camp stay, which I think is great for first and second graders to get that, that first opportunity to be able to go to camp. Go to camp. Yeah. And so, but that typically wasn't during the summer, actually, usually the camps here Mm -hmm. in Tennessee had those like in the late spring. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit before the summer got started. And so Mm -hmm. often I would do those, but the mini camps that I was talking about here would be just a day that I would have on the church campus where we would do camp type activities for the kids. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just for first and second grade. We would, you know, it was for the whole children's ministry, but I felt like it gave first and second graders a little experience of camp. Right. And so usually how I would do it is I would schedule it out for the summer. I would pick a day each week for the summer. Mm-hmm. And obviously we wouldn't do it on the week of camp or the week of vacation Bible school, but you know, it's select days during the summer we would have them and we would do camp events. Like maybe one day we would do an archery day where I would have somebody come in and set up the things for archery and teach the kids how to do that. Or we might have a craft day Mm -hmm. where, you know, all, you know, for that day we did crafts and we would do like a sports day where we would play baseball or football, you know, uh, you know, uh, tag um, football, that kind of thing. Or we would, you know, come up with those kinds of activities, things you Mm -hmm. would normally do at camp. Right. But we would do it there on the church campus and Mm -hmm. just have, they would come in the mornings, we would do an activity. We would have just a really simple lunch you know, for the kids. And then the parents would pick them up later in the day. Um, I obviously would always do a devotion because I don't do any event without any kind of a devotion, but we would have, you know, Bible study. And I usually even wrote like a little, like a devotional for the summer for the kids to have, like, Mm -hmm. so that we would, you know, so when we met each week, we would talk about it, but they would have little things that they could do during the week. So made it like a little booklet for them to have. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like a little mini camp so that, Mm -hmm. you know, so that the kids had this opportunity to come. And it was always just a fun event for us to have. And, and in the years that I had more struggle with having 
leaders, I might make it something that the, you know, that a parent would come with them to, Mm -hmm. but um, it just varied according to the ministry as to how we did it, the timing, how long we did it for that kind of thing. But really Mm -hmm. my heart was just to give the kids an opportunity to sort of have a little camp day during, you know, the week at the church. And so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Another big event that we had during the summer for um, some of our churches would be the missions week. Like we would mm-hmm. actually do either the preteen mission, which we talked about this before in another episode, episode, right? When we talked yeah. about preteen ministry, but I would do a week of missions, whether it would be a local missions week or if it would be an out of town missions week where, you know, mm-hmm. we might go to another state or another city for a week with the preteens mm-hmm. to, to do some mission work specifically. But, um, but even just to have a local missions week mm-hmm. where you have the kids come to campus every day and every day they have something that they're going to do, whether it's mm-hmm. something for your church ministry, where they're going to clean something or paint something or fix something or, or organize something, right. or maybe go to senior adults homes and, you know, rake leaves and plant flowers or right. go to the local, you know, food bank and sort food, cans of food and set food bags up or those kinds of things. And so it's just that great opportunity for kids to have a little bit of hands-on missions. Mm -hmm. And you can either do it again, where you set up certain days or a certain week for them to do that, where the parents would just drop them off in the morning and then pick them up late in the afternoon. Or there were some locations where we actually did it, where church families would open their homes and we would have like the boys stay at one church member's home and the girls stay at another. And so it was sort of like a little week of missions camp where they would actually, and then we would, you know, pick them up in the buses and come back to the church and then go out to wherever we were going to serve for missions that day. So there are a lot of opportunities that you have during the summer to sort of have that time with the preteens to get them Mm -hmm. ready for mission work, to be able to do special things with them. And so that can be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that's very similar. We do something very similar during Vacation Bible School with our middle schoolers. They do off-campus missions projects. They have um, a devotional time over the same scripture that that the younger kids are learning about during VBS. And then they will go out um, to different places in the community, just like what you're saying, to the Mm -hmm. food bank, to nursing homes, to, you know, senior adults who are homebound, all that kind of thing. Right. and do mission projects throughout the week and then be back on campus in time for the end of VBS. That way, if they have younger siblings, everybody's getting picked up together, that kind of thing. So yeah, we kind of do that in conjunction with VBS for our middle schoolers as well. Yeah. There's a great church in Tennessee that actually has something similar, except for they do VBS in the mornings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you come for morning VBS and then any kids that want to stay, Mm-hmm. They serve lunch and then they have an afternoon activity set up. And so the wow. kids actually stay at the church for the week of VBS all day if they want wow. to. Now, not all of them yeah. do. Some are picked up right. at noon. But right. for the ones that that do want to stay and then they do that type of thing where they'll do mission yeah. work in the afternoon or they'll do they'll go you know do a movie one day or they'll go skating one day or they do some wow. sort of activity in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, and yeah. I think that it probably started because there's a lot of churches that families couldn't drop off and pick right. up kids for pick vacation Bible school in the middle like, of the day. In the middle yeah. of the day. Yeah. And so that was their way of saying, you know what, for just this week, the kids can come in the morning, 
you can pick them up after work and they, you know, that way they have VBS in the morning and then they're doing something in the afternoon. And so, mm-hmm. so there's all sorts of opportunities according to your ministry yeah. and your location. Uh, because like I said before, there are some locations where you have church members that are going to be involved in different ways and in and, 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 and different seasons of their lives and different types of things that they do normally, whether they travel a lot or if they stay home during the summer. And mm-hmm. so you really have to look at your church community mm-hmm. and kind of see where you are going to be able to meet the needs of your ministry's families mm-hmm. And how can you best serve them and also reach their kids during the summer and help encourage them during the summer? Yeah. Amen. Well, and one thing too, that um, can kind of bookend the summer um, with end of the school year events, Uh um, like a, like a beginning of the summer party and then back to school, like a back to school bash. And so there have been lots of summers where I've sort of bookended the summer with, yes. you know, a school's out party, like a pool party or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a back to school party, um, like we have a skating back to school party that we like to do. Um, so those kind of events to, to celebrate that transition from, yes. you know, school ending into summer or summer ending into school. So. Right. Well, and it, that's a great time when you do the kickoff event, if you can do that mm-hmm. in May, you know, at the end of the school year, of course, I know some school years, you know, don't end until June. It's according to your local school you system schedule. Yeah. But when you have those first off events, you know, to kick off that you can let the parents know about all of these little things you are doing during the summer. And then it's the same for those back to school kickoffs that you can do at the end of the summer, because then you can let parents know about your fall schedule. Mm-hmm. You can let them know, you know, wh- what time, you know, Sunday school or Bible study starts, what time Awana or Bible drill or choir or whatever types of events that you're doing, you know, during the week, you know, when are those kickoffs going to be, you can give them Mm -hmm. that information. You can let them know, you know, about a fall festival, if you've got a fall festival coming up, you you know, so you want to have those dates and that promotional material ready Mm -hmm. by the end of the summer, because you really want the parents as they're getting school schedules and as they're thinking through their fall schedule, you want to make sure that they have your dates to be able to incorporate into their calendars. And so the more information that you can give to them, the more successful your kickoff is going to be for the fall. Now I do have a question, Virginia, do Mm -hmm. you promote your kids to their next classroom Mm -hmm. at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the summer or at the beginning of the fall? We, we do it at the beginning of the school year. So we uh-huh. do it. Um, I've done it different ways at different churches, um, right. either the weekend before school starts, like immediately before school starts on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, right. um, or the first weekend in August, um, because our school year starts usually early to mid-August. And so, right. um, yeah, so we've done it both ways. So typically, though, we are a wait to promote till close to when the school year starts. Right. That being said, (laughs) we do kind of do a sort of hybrid thing to where our fifth graders who are moving up into sixth grade, into middle school, into student ministry for Sunday school, they continue in the fifth grade Sunday school class, but for other summer activities, they can be with the youth ministry. So on Wednesday nights, they can go with the youth ministry or special events. They can go with the youth ministry, that kind of thing. And so, so that fifth for us, fifth to sixth grade summer is almost like a hybrid summer of 
sort of one foot in the children's ministry world still, but then kind of trying out some some student ministry activities and things throughout right. the summer. Yeah, it's really hard because once they graduate from whatever grade they're graduating from, you know, if they're going from pre-K into kindergarten or kindergarten mm -hmm. into first grade or fifth grade into sixth grade, once they have completed that grade, there is this yeah. mind shift with yeah. the kids and a lot of times the parents mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, they are, I want them to be considered sixth graders now. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important that we are careful with that transition Mm -hmm. so that we're sure that they're ready because I never wanted the kids to miss anything. Like I didn't mm -hmm. want them to right. miss their last year of camp right. or miss their last right. year of VBS or, right. you know, I wanted them to be able to enjoy it for as long as they possibly right. could. And right. also because the way that our material is generally set up is mm -hmm. that um, I know that when I'm writing Sunday school material, I am very mindful of, am I writing for a, September kindergartner mm -hmm. or am I writing for a May kindergartner? There's a big difference. It's, it's a big difference. And so it's different in the way that I write the material that I'm writing because I know that their age is very different. Mm -hmm. If I have a kindergartner that is getting ready to start kindergarten in the fall, but they are attending the kindergarten class in May, mm -hmm. Some of the material may be a little too difficult for them because like right. you said, a, a, a fall kindergartner and a May kindergartner are two very different yeah. things. Yeah. And so you want to be mindful of your material so that you are not putting kids into a classroom that's going to be too challenging for them. Mm -hmm. Because if the material is not written for a starting kindergartner, but for a graduating kindergartner, it <laughs> right. might That's be struggling difference. for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be really mindful of the material that we were mm -hmm. using and how it was set up so that I was sure that kids were ready mm -hmm. to be promoted. And so again, typically I did promote in the fall. Like we, mm -hmm. that was when we would promote and we would start when that new fall material started is typically when we would promote. And so, right. Um, so it's, yeah, it can be a challenge. So. Yeah. Well, and our, and, and, you know, more to the, the preteen to student ministry transition. We talk a lot about that in right. our preteen episode right. about ways to help those, you know, rising fifth or sixth graders mm -hmm. transition into the student ministry and be prepared to be successful in the student ministry. So, right. Right. So, uh, there's a lot to think about and every church is different. Every community yeah. is different because like I mentioned, you know, school systems start at different times. Mm -hmm. People consider, you know, different groups of kids to be very different. It, it, you, we still have a lot of communities that elementary school is through sixth grade. So, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to really be mindful just according to your community and to your area mm -hmm. as to how you want to look at what you set up during the summer and how mm -hmm. you prepare for families and how you try to meet those needs. Summer months can be so very fun, but they can also be very stressful and very challenging, especially if you do find yourself with more events during the summer than less. And I am one who I enjoy routine and schedule. So <laughs> I'm always very excited for the fall to start back, even though camp and VBS are, you know, two of my favorite things for the whole year. Uh, but I 
do look forward to getting back into a routine and having a normal schedule and all of those things. But, <laughs> uh, but know that you are not alone in your stress about summer and events and planning for summer events and having things. Again, you know, you don't want to take on too much. And so I don't ever want you to feel like there's things that you have to be doing other than just your main events. But it's always nice to sort of think of some other ways that you can connect with families and with your kids during the summer while they have a little bit of extra time and they're looking for those things to do. So it's always a lot of fun. It is. It is. And so we've had a great conversation today. Um, if you haven't, make sure to subscribe um, to our, our different channels, either on your podcasting platform that you're listening on or on YouTube. Um, give us a subscribe. We'd love that. I yes. have been super active on Pinterest. I, Yay, you're so I got good. behind. Well, I got behind, got really behind. So I've been trying to catch oh. back up. We do have a Pinterest Kidman doctor. Um, where I, of course, pin our stuff, but then I also try to save lots of other pins. I've been trying to save a lot of VBS pins as well right now of things that was just useful for children's ministry leaders. Um, for sure, for sure. So yeah, check us yeah. out. Well, yeah, you do have to forgive us because life has gotten a little crazy <laughs> over the last few months and then yes. we keep thinking things are going to calm down and we're going to yeah. be able to focus. But um, for this season in our lives, it's, it's just <laughs> been nonstop. But know that we are thankful for you and mm -hmm. we really do have good intentions of things that we want to add and to try to help grow our community. And if there's any suggestions that you have for that, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear if you have questions or a particular episode you would like us to do, a topic that you would like us to cover. We would love to hear that. So please let us know. And we just appreciate you and the time that you've spent with us today. And we hope you have a great week and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.